The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We've been hearing a lot about a review of short-term rental accommodations in Edmonton like Airbnb and VRBO. You know, you've used them. Um, I, I'm guessing that uh, many of you listening have at least tried it at least once. Well, on Tuesday, the Urban Planning Committee voted in favor of creating a business license bylaw for all short-term rental hosts. And what it means is that operators would have to apply for the license, which is um, about $92 a property, would have to have Alberta Health Services inspect the property, Property and provide guests with contact information and details on city bylaws around waste, noise, and the use of public space. Now, joining me this afternoon is Karen Chalmers. She is the executive director of Edmonton Destination Marketing Hotels. Karen, nice to have you on the show. Nice to be here. Well, thanks for thanks for taking the time this afternoon. So, to first off, tell us a little bit about your organization. Well, our organization are a number of hotels that actually volunteer to work together. They are competitive properties, but they volunteer to work together to drive business into Edmonton. So it's realizing that there's only so much you can do with a regular market, but if we collectively join together and invest together, then we drive over overnight visitation. And and if I can, just one of uh, we fund people like Edmonton Tourism, Edmonton International Airport, others to do some great work that they do. All right. So Karen, I know that you wrote an op-ed in the journal about um, about this issue about uh, the Airbnbs and VRBOs. Uh, what is what are What are the concerns um, that your organization has? Well, the concern is, well, first of all, I'd like to say it's a wonderful opportunity. And it's a wonderful opportunity for those who are looking. If it's true home sharing, that means renting out a home in your primary residence or renting out your primary residence when you're on holiday. We also see something that came up on kind of the underbelly, if you will, that wasn't expected, I'm sure, is many commercial operators who have multiple homes and condos that they purchased for the sole rationale or reason of renting out. And when you're doing that, you're a commercial operator. You should have to be under the same requirements that any any um, accommodation for hire operator like a hotel would be. And a lot of those is safety and security. But the fact that these operate in neighborhoods instead of in commercial zones like they do with hotels, there should be more of an open dialogue and also um, kind of restrictions based on what the neighborhood wants. Like, for instance, if you wanted to put up a shed in your backyard, all of your neighbors need to be advised and they get to make that decision. But if you chose to create an, an Airbnb as one brand name, a de facto hotel, and rent that out every day, your neighbors don't get say on that and sadly rarely is the host living on site they actually live elsewhere so a lot of the issues fall on the shoulders of neighbors so karen once again you're saying you don't have a problem with you know the home sharing idea but it's when it when it becomes the bigger thing maybe one person or becomes a, a business entity uh one one person or maybe one group own a number of different pop uh properties that's where the main issue is for you that's right. Okay. All right. So it's interesting too when you look at um, uh, the the home sharing market um, in 
Edmonton Airbnb, uh, the market grew from 44 listings online in 2014 to 2,400, over 2,400 as of May, and 30% of them in the downtown area. So um, this $92 uh, cost per property, um, I, I'm guessing, again, depends what we're talking about. I suspect one side, you said it's fine if it's a primary residence, but um, if it's being operated uh, by commercial operators, then it's it's nowhere near good enough, and they need to be looking closer at at, at how at how the uh, the hotel industry itself is being operated. Yeah, it is a fine uh, kind of tiny first step if you're looking at a commercial yeah. operator, and I think the Urban Planning Committee recognized that and they put a motion through that would be attached to this. But it's something that administration work work on on the future based on these licensing. But here's my my concern with this and my you know um, sharing with you and your audience a giant mistake of mine when I started up I first went in with Edmonton Destination Marketing Hotels and out of the myriad of things I did to start up the business it did not occur to me to get a business license we rent a couple of individual offices in a bigger uh, building Mm. Um, so we don't pay for paper we don't pay for a whole bunch of things and it just didn't occur to me however four years later it finally did and I went and got it done and I was mortified that it took me that long but it doesn't show up on your taxes it doesn't go on to the list on Airbnb, like in Vancouver, you have to show that that business license or else you have to be pulled off that platform. Hmm. So the accountability is a little tough. And and it's also putting it on the shoulders of people to remember this kind of um, news story, like what you're offering now, because as time goes on, it's just up for them to remember, by the way, go and go and get a license. But if you don't have that top of mind, this is going to be a smaller amount of, of the total that will do this. Yeah. And then that will be the data upon which admit, admit, pardon me, administration will be um, will be looking for all of their assessment as to what goes on, but it's going to be, I believe, a small fraction. Yeah, it's it's been interesting to watch other cities handle this. I know, um, you know, very first time we ever rented an Airbnb is when we were in New Orleans, and my listeners know we go down to New Orleans quite often. We stayed in a bed and breakfast for the longest time, which was a bed and breakfast, but they thought, okay, try something different, and we found a, a nice home. It was an Airbnb and uh, we showed up and it was a condo and a complex and uh, in a small one, like six, six spot uh, place. And they said, okay, but they told us before we got there, if anybody asks you, if anyone asks you, just tell them that you're the niece of the owner or something like that, right? They were yeah. in the midst of this controversy. The same thing. They were in the midst of it all. And I remember coming back one afternoon after walking the quarter and there was a note on the gate saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, you need to be going to the registered B&Bs and the registered blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Now, I know New Orleans finally figured it out, but it was one of those one of those moments was like, I didn't even know this was going on. And, you know, the possibility of what could have happened because... Uh, I had heard elsewhere that um, in some places, you know, police were coming in or, you know, the whoever's bylaw people were coming in and say, you need to get out because they don't have the proper licensing. And right. and gosh, if you're away on holidays, that's the last thing you want to have to deal with. You know, it's such a funny thing, this whole pushback from Airbnb. Number one, it's a $38 billion yeah. organization. Started in the States, moved to Northern Ireland, so it pays even less tax. But as you can see, in most of the centers that just want it to operate, like in our case, Canadian, Alberta, Edmonton businesses with the same tax structure and and the same regulation requirements. And, and I can only speak from hotels 
We did not volunteer to start paying GST, the provincial tourism levy, to have everything from fire alarms to bed bug checks regularly or anything else. That was mandated. Yeah. And it was mandated for the betterment of our guests, for our community, and for our city, for everybody that we, you know, kind of filter through on that tax structure. So the fact that this gets fought so much at every jurisdiction is just perplexing. And Karen, you know, I'm sure there's those, I probably don't have to look at my text line to say it's probably there, are those saying, oh, come on, you guys just don't want the competition, or you guys just don't want the added competition. What do you say to those folks? Well, Number one, I only work for a hotel association 40 hours a week. The rest of the time, I travel and I do things too. And I believe, as does my organization, that a different kind of accommodation is absolutely fine. If you look at right now how many hotels, uh, uh, motels, lodges, campgrounds all have different brands and compete against each other. Hotels have always had a lot of competition, and and they change. Like, that's another thing. People will say, oh, well, if you had more of this model, well, there are hotels with multiple rooms and, and kitchens or kitchenettes and various things. They aren't, or at least in Edmonton, it's not the, the majority, but we have them here. But, um, but it is a different type of accommodation type, and we have no problem with that coming in. We do have a problem when our guests will be unsafe. We do have a problem when we pay into a tax system that they don't. And if I can, just use an example, if I was going to buy an ad on Ched, yeah. I'd pay taxes. If I put that same ad on Facebook or Instagram because it's an international platform, I would not. Mm. So it's not to say that Facebook or Instagram aren't fine methodologies of getting a message out as, as good as your station. I wouldn't go that far, but it's close up. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, I don't think there's any reason. I don't think most of us would have a problem to paying the right taxes, to having, having things overseen by the same authority that oversees your radio station would oversee in Canada to make sure that we're doing the right thing for other mediums. And it's the same thing with us. Yeah. I know it sounds like sour grapes, but the thing for us is we're just at the pointy end of the stick. We um, we engage with them, so we recognize this. But yeah. how many people, unless you're unless you're living next to an Airbnb that's disruptive, why would you even think this is an issue? Yeah. It, it wouldn't have appeared that way to me until I looked yeah. further into it. I don't I don't have a problem with someone doing this with their primary residence and not necessarily having to get one of those business licenses. If you're just doing it that way, I think if, I, I really don't. I mean, if if you know if my husband and I decided to to go away and wanted to do that, I'm like, ah, would I go to get the business license? Probably not. And I I, I would hate to see you know that uh, you know for, for some folks but I think yeah some of these bigger ones that you're talking about you know these ones that as you call them commercial operations how many of them did, did you get us did you get a sense from when you were yeah. listening to the conversations about you know the, the proportion of those bigger operations that are running in in in, in the city now, I don't know if anyone has an idea because even on Airbnb when you're looking at a rental it wouldn't say, you know, ABC Corporation as the host, it would go Joe. Yeah. Playing it, it's got the little picture that comes with someone's wallet, and, and there's been a lot of this. Like, there's a guy in Toronto with over 100 units, and and there's a guy in the States with over 1,000, but you'd never know that looking at it. So I don't know, I honestly don't have the answer to that, but I do know, going back to what you said about if you and your husband chose to rent out a room or your home when you go on holidays, that is supplementing your income. That is the brand promise that started off with Airbnb about 
sharing your home, mm. welcoming people to stay with locals, and helping somebody pay for mortgages or whatever else expenses. And that is so fair. And I think the big thing here is it's your primary residence. But in everything that administration was putting through the other day, they call everything uh, yeah. a residence. Okay. And if there nobody resides in it, how is it a residence? Yeah. It's, it's like a hotel room. No one resides full-time in our hotel room. Yeah, you know, and I think that's a commonality. Yeah, I, I know I have a friend of mine who lives in Vancouver and the condo complex that she was living in, it was a gong show there was just, uh, you know, people had bought uh, a whole bunch of pl- rooms on or uh, condos on that floor and people were just in and out nonstop. And she said it was really, really frustrating. Um, it was it was frustrating for her because they were listed on, uh, on sites like that. Karen, what are you going to be watching for next week or in the next couple of weeks as uh, final decisions are made on this? Well, the next week is to see if council itself accepts this as is. So as the licensing the bylaw as it's written by the administration and then if they do that they will also add this motion to it which looks for a much larger investigation by administration over this next 10 months before they report out again in may karen chalmers joining us this afternoon thanks for this karen appreciate it Appreciate it right back. All Thanks right. so much. It's uh, 352 on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. Some of your texts coming in said, uh, uh, good afternoon, I have a suggestion. Wouldn't it be easier on the Airbnb site to have the city of Edmonton uh, force them to put a line on their search form that uh, that form that it does have a business license and the number while you're looking for a property? So you feel confident that you've rented a legit inspected Airbnb property. That's from Danny G. Uh, This one says hotels equal taxi, Airbnb equal Uber. I was thinking kind of the same thing. Remember when Uber was coming onto the scene and how ticked off the taxi drivers were? And I kind of somehow get a bit of a sense that it's kind of the same with uh, the the hotels and uh, Airbnb. And uh, this one from Beth. Hey, Beth. Jaylen, we stayed in Airbnb when we went to Iceland. Each place we stayed had an 8x10 sign in the window. So maybe Edmonton should have something like that. 